Good evening, Newark, and welcome to our Sunday evening broadcast. And I have the pleasure of bringing tonight's topic to you. And as you can see from the surroundings and the way that I have my camera set up, you're getting to see a different side of my basement. If you've been watching in our live broadcast, usually you'll see a gray background behind me. That's because we have a, a curtain set up so you don't see this half of the basement. So tonight you get to see behind the curtain. And what you'll notice, even just looking around already, this is a bit messier. And if I were to pan the camera that way, which I'm not, you'll see big piles of Legos. And if you look behind me, you'll see games on the floor and the kids' stuff. And here's some of the books. And you can see all these board games stacked here on that bookshelf. That's some of our board games. There's another bookshelf right here off the camera with more. Why on earth am I here? What are we doing? Why am I recording in this space tonight? Well, as we continue in our second night this week and our theme of self-care, I have the pleasure of bringing you our next topic. And if you heard last night, Brother Arash talked about this is something that's very near to my heart and my good friend is teasing me because the pastoral team, I think, had a little fun this last week as they decided that I was going to present the topic on play play, something that I will readily profess that I am not that good at. And so I am going to talk about an area of self-care tonight that I personally need a lot of work in. So this is a good challenge for me as well. So why talk about play? What on earth does this have to do with self-care? How does this relate to the idea of being a Christian? How does this relate to our discipleship and our walk with God? Well, let's read a few scriptures and see what we find. In Job chapter 40, this is part of the end of Job's story, where God is beginning to have this conversation with Job. And Job and his friends have gone back and forth, and they've had all their discourse. And now God shows up, and he begins to speak to Job. And instead of defending Job, and instead of answering Job's question, God launches into this series of questions back at Job, saying, where were you when I created fill-in-the-blank, and all kinds of things. And so, jumping down to verse 15 in Job chapter 40, he says, take a look at behemoth, which I made, just as I made you. And God begins to give this description of this giant animal, monster, mythical creature. We're not entirely sure. That's Job 40, verse 15. We're talking about the behemoth. But watch what happens when I jump down to verses 19 and 20. It says, it is a prime example of God's handiwork, and only its creator can threaten it. The mountains offer it their best food, watch this, where all of the wild animals play. Now, the very next chapter in Job, chapter 41, begins to talk about another huge animal, beast, mythological creature, we're not sure, referred to as the Leviathan. And the Leviathan also shows up in the book of Psalms. And in Psalm 104, starting at verse 26, out of the New Living Translation, it says, O Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, and teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. See the ships sailing along, and Leviathan, which you made, watch this, to play in the sea. Now, these are not the only scriptures I could have grabbed, but I grabbed these two scriptures, one talking about the behemoth in Job chapter 40, and then 41, Job 41 represents uh, 
references Leviathan. And then we see Leviathan represented in Psalm 104. And in Psalm 104, it talks about how God made this huge sea creature to play in the sea. In Job chapter 40, it talks about how behemoth eats up on the mountaintops where all the wild animals are at play. So we see in God's animal kingdom, he has somehow built into it this basic idea of playfulness, even in the animal kingdom. But it's not just limited to animals. When we look in the scriptures, and even just when we look around in life, we expect to see happy children at play. In Isaiah chapter 11, we see this description of what this future messianic kingdom is going to look like when Jesus comes to rule and reign on this earth. And in Isaiah 11, Isaiah is outlining the different kind of things that are going to happen during this reign. And in Isaiah 11 verse 8, it says, the baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put his hand in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. My point is not to point out a baby playing near the den of a cobra or anything like that, but Isaiah is describing this future glorious age where things are peaceful, things are safe, and in that environment, children can play, young children, babies can play safely outdoors, even by wild animals, and there will be no danger for them. The expectation is that when things are right and ordered, and when God is reigning supreme and things are peaceful, children are comfortable and they feel like they are able to play in safety. Let me give you a contrast to that. On the flip side, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 9. And in this lament, Jeremiah is decrying the destruction that is going to come. And starting down at verse 20 of Jeremiah chapter 9, he says, Listen, you women, to the words of the Lord, and open your ears to what he has to say. Teach your daughters to wail. Teach one another how to lament. Why do they need to lament? Listen to verse 21. For death has crept in through our windows and has entered our mansions. It has killed off the flower of our youth. Children no longer play in the streets and young men no longer gather in the squares. So where in Isaiah 11, we see this future age where God is going to reign supreme on earth and everything's at peace and children can play outdoors in total safety. In Jeremiah chapter 9, we see Jeremiah lamenting this coming destruction on Jerusalem and the fact that we've reached a point where children no longer play out in the streets. Jeremiah is using that as a description of when something is terribly, terribly wrong. You do not hear children at play. And let's do one more passage out of the Old Testament. We're going to jump over into Zechariah chapter 8. And in Zechariah chapter 8, again, Zechariah is describing this time that's going to be coming when things are going to be restored and they're going to be working correctly the way that God ordered. And he prophetically speaks of all these different things that are going to happen. And starting in verse 4, it says, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Once again, old men and women will walk Jerusalem streets with their canes. And they will sit together in the city squares. It reminds me of the idea of old men who, you know, play dominoes or checkers or chess out in the park. And Zechariah is kind of painting this same idea. There will be a time once again when peace and prosperity are across the land. And the old men will feel comfortable and the old women will be out in Jerusalem streets and they'll be walking with their canes and sitting together in the city squares and talking. And watch this. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 5 says, And the streets 
of the city will be filled with boys and girls at play. So again, we have another example in the prophets where a description of a good time, a description of a place where things are ordered and they're peaceful and they're working correctly is when children are safe and they're playing out in the streets. So we see examples, and I could have given you more, where God has given even animals, whatever it means, this playfulness out in nature. And the prophets describe when things are ordered and they're at peace and they're working correctly and children feel comfortable playing. And this makes sense if you think about it. A child who's comfortable playing is a child who feels safe. When the world is okay, when a child feels comfortable, they will start to play. I want to remind you of a message that our pastor Stephen preached just before we came into this lockdown period. And he preached it back at the end of February, and it was entitled, Remember the Prophecy. And he was speaking in a prophetic vein and was listing, I believe he had 10 different points that our church could look forward to. And I would encourage you to go back and watch that message again. It was a very encouraging message. These 10 points that were going to happen for the future of our church. And in point number four, he referenced right out of the same passage in Zechariah chapter eight. He said that everything you thought that you had to do to have God's blessing will become easy and light. Doesn't that sound like Jesus talking about taking his yoke and his burden upon you, which is easy and light? And so our pastor spoke, spoke prophetically, and he said, everything you thought you had to do to have God's blessing will become easy and light. Fasting and mourning will become rejoicing and play. It's party time. And then he went on to talk about how in our church, we're very good at Bible study. We're very good at being students of the word, and we tend to be very work-oriented. And I will readily admit our church culture is not one that has been really, really big on play. I myself am not one who does really, really good at play. But I do recognize that we have precedent for it. And the scripture calls for play, and God delights in play. So here's a question for you. If it's delightful when a child plays and it pleases God and it's a representation of how he has taken care of things and it's at peace and they can trust in their parents, how is it that we as God's children are also not supposed to play at times? Part of taking care of ourselves, part of our self-care is when we can learn to relax and we can learn to play. We can set aside the work of the day we can set aside our concerns, and we trust our provision, we trust our protection into God's hands, and we can take a break from everything we're doing, and we can say, you know what? I'm going to choose to spend some time in play. Now, what does this mean? Before we go any farther, let me give you a basic definition of play. Play, in the way that I'm referring to it, is a verb, and this is taken straight out of the dictionary, and it's the idea of engaging in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than, in other words, in contrast to being serious or practical. And I, by nature, am a serious person, and I tend to be very, very practical. And I like words like efficiency and productivity. I am the kind of guy who likes a checklist and making sure that I get everything done by the end of the day. And yet, even though I'm not very good at it, and I'll profess that, I recognize the need to play. 
Hence me being in this environment. This is my children's half of the basement. This is where they have their games. It's where my daughter's dollhouse is. It's where I've got lots of Legos that are on this side of the screen. I've got another bookcase full of board games that are over here. What is play? Play is anything that you do for recreation and enjoyment, and you are not doing it for something serious or even practical. So I fall into this trap too. Watch this. There are things that I enjoy doing, and they're very practical, and they're beneficial, but by this definition, they're still not play. Just because you enjoy something doesn't mean that it's playful. Playful is the idea of doing something for enjoyment and recreation that serves no practical purpose. You're not trying to accomplish some goal other than simply enjoying time, either by yourself or with your loved ones. So what does play look like for you? Perhaps it involves playing board games. Maybe you can see on this side of the screen a little bit, it's reading. I love to read. I like to read to learn, but I also like to read for enjoyment. I love fiction. I love fantasy and science fiction in particular. Those are my two favorites. And I love to find time to read, and I don't do it uh, enough. I don't. But I love to find time to read where I read just for the sheer pleasure of escaping into someone else's imaginary world and relaxing and spending time enjoying the fantasy of it all, the adventure of it all. Maybe you like to play video games. Now, I know there's a bit, for some of us who are older, a bit of a stigma at times with the idea of video games as a child's thing, or you've got this image of, you know, grown adult men who are my age who still live in their mama's basement and they don't work a steady job and all that, and that's not what I'm talking about. I own this controller. My children, no, excuse me, another family member got this for me back at Christmas. I've used it two or three times. I connect it to my computer, and every once in a while, I will play a game for a few minutes just to do it. I know that my wife enjoys puzzle games as well, and sometimes she'll do that on her phone. Sometimes in the evening, she and I will do this crossword puzzle that she has on her phone to relax before we go to bed. I know because he's told me that Pastor Steven enjoys playing the, game, the board game Risk, but he plays it online against other people on his iPad at different times. So video game can mean a lot of different things. It could be a casual pick-up-and-play thing. It might be something more serious. Perhaps it's a board game. Perhaps it's reading a book. Perhaps it's some outdoor activity that you enjoy. I am not here to prescribe to you what play should look like, but I am here to encourage all of you who, like me, tend to lean on the very serious and practical side that we need to take time each week to play, to simply relax and do something for the sheer enjoyment of doing it, not because we're trying to accomplish something practical. So what does play look like for you? You get to decide that. That's part of your engagement this week. Figure out what play looks like to you. If it's been so long since you've done something just for the sheer pleasure and joy of relaxing and doing it without trying to accomplish some practical goal, it's been too long. Perhaps play is something that you're really good at. Maybe you enjoy play. Maybe you have been disciplined in your playtime, and so you schedule time each night or each week to relax and do something just for fun. Well, then I congratulate you. Continue to do that. Invite others to join with you. So spend time this week figuring out what play is and make sure you do that. And then, in addition to that, as you heard Brother Arash last night in our message about sleep, 
find a day this week to get some extra sleep. For some of you, that means that you may get to sleep in on your day off. For some of you, maybe to make that work, you have to go to bed a little early. But get some extra sleep this week. Get some extra play. And as you do that, trust that God is taking care of you. Trust that you have been provided for and that everything is going to be okay. The world will still be here tomorrow, but you can stop for the night and you can have a little fun. God bless you. Have a good night.